Hey there, Sean. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. All right. That means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it. Let's start the show. I never meant to be so bad to you. One thing I said that I would never do. A look from you and I would fall from grace. And I would wipe the smile right from my face. Okay, the uh, Olympus has not fallen, so that's that's pretty cool. Um, I know. I just watched. Uh, I did just watch Hercules, the animated movie, pretty recently, and ooh. that was a really nice comeback at the end. You know, they really rose up against the the Titans' violence, and they weren't going to let Olympus fall. You I know, it you. took some really Damn. humble heroes. <laughs> I mean, Hercules, a demigod, but he stepped in there, and it's it's really great when you see, you know, the average-ish person come in there and, and uh, the institutions we care about keeping them uh, sane. Um, but I don't think that's what you were talking about, actually. I, it, it wasn't. Um, I, I, and, and if I can digress, if I can follow your train of thought for a brief second, uh, you, you mentioning that uh, just reminded me that... Uh, Disney's Hercules is canceled because James Woods is Hades in it. Um, yeah. <laughs> but we, we don't have to worry cast, about that. cast, though, is an evil person. The, true, true. It was very it was very prescient on the part of Disney. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, we, we made it. We made it through the, the Trump era, I guess. Maybe, sort of. And, and we should probably all, all reward ourselves somehow. Um and 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 the Max, first I Trump think era. You... <laughs> oh God, uh, Max! I think you kind of preemptively rewarded yourself uh, recently with a, a, a little shopping trip. You want to tell us about it? Uh, yeah, I've actually done a, a couple shopping trips recently. Um, been kind of walking around the downtown Boston area, specifically in the the Seaport District and, and Newbury Street, which are both filled mm. with, um. A certain type of store that I think we'll get into. Um, Newbury has additional stores. They have a lot of like really like a Tiffany and Co. and a Cordier and like a bunch of fancy jewelry stores and things. And then they have all the kind of name brands and stuff. They're sort of like these fancy, you know, outdoor mall areas, I suppose. Um, But I did make a few purchases at a few specific stores. Um, One was at Everlane. I got myself a sweatshirt at Everlane, and I got myself a pair of glasses at Warby Parker. Fun. Um, and I got some other stuff. I got some body wash at Kiehl's. This is this is sounding like a pretty great day. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, yes. Oh, that wasn't all in one day. Yeah. But Max, it sounds like you really had uh, an excellent time uh, playing your favorite young, upwardly mobile professional. Um, also known as a yuppie. Oh, yeah. Well, so no. <laughs> um, <laughs> after these purchases, I, I sort of what 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 spurned this was me thinking like, when did I when did I become this? Um, <laughs> which is to say, like the people I don't know, especially in the seaport area, and I'm sure there's parts of every city like this, but the the people that I tend to see and hear shopping in that part of town 
I, I find it difficult to relate to them. Um, I was in line to get into one store because there was a limit on the number of people that could go into the store. And there was a, like, an employee there that was stopping a guy from going in, the guy in front of me. And the guy in front of me was like, well, but two people just left, so I should be able to go in. And the employee said, like, no, sorry, we're capped at four. And the guy was like, well, it's like, this is bullshit. Like, two people just left. And the guy was like, do you want to speak to the manager? And he says, well, no, but this is bullshit. And it's like, oh, my God, these people are... <laughs> terrible and that, well, that, was, that be, summarizes they my must not be trip. that terrible if they were offered the opportunity to speak to the manager and they didn't take it up um so you know you've got that <laughs> no, going that's for worse because then he kept he kept shitting on this employee but it's like what is this employee supposed to say other than like he said it three times like do you want to speak to the manager and the guy's like no it's like well you just want to shit on him then it's pretty rude <laughs> I, I had a i had a similar experience in an at&t store recently um where where someone inside uh wanted to uh make a big show of uh arguing that a, a sales associate had like fundamentally misled him about the price of something and like threatened to sue because it's fraud <laughs> it's just, it was a whole thing um people uh, you know uh, <laughs> draconian rules about society are, are pierce's thing on this show but you know yep. one one that we can all get behind is always assume that people are the worst because people are always the worst um but but anyway, so so back back to the i think back to the the real thing that everybody wants to hear about which is max's shopping adventures yeah i mean i i have to say like i i've had shopping adventures with max and they they're very illuminating and I've oh, i oh i forgot that i also went to allbirds and bought a pair of allbirds yeah and that's an important one too o- only yeah, one I, this my trip. third pair of Allbirds <laughs> this year. No. <laughs> so, so one thing, and you mentioned Allbirds, and and you mentioned Everlane, and uh, I mean, I think all three of us have Warby Parker glasses. If if they want to give us any money, that's that's fine. Um, uh, but the thing about those stores, and um, there there are a couple different directions we can we can go in this but but i just want to start with with this with you max which is i sense some discomfort in you know kind of looking in the mirror like as you're shopping uh going to these stores and seeing who else is shopping there i i i totally i totally get that um it reminds me of when i go to concerts and i'm standing in line and i hear other people in line having their conversations about music uh that frightens me so much because i go oh oh no, do I sound like that when I'm talking about these things? And so one thing that is wonderful about this era that we live in is you can listen to music and text people and in this case, shop for these things online and not have to look in the mirror at all. So do you think that that was part of your, uh, with with the Warby Parkers, the Warby's Parker, the, the Everlanes, the Allsbirds, uh, do you... Do, do you feel like that, that that was part of your issue here is like you, you sort of wish that these you didn't go to the brick and mortar situation so you could just shop and not have to worry about it? The um, other people? Uh, maybe. I mean, it's an interesting way to put it. I like going to the – I would prefer to go to a brick and mortar, especially for clothes, shoes, and glasses are all things yeah. that I want to try on in person and see in person and feel in person. Um, so I, I don't really want to buy any of those things strictly online, but I get what you're saying about kind of the fellow shoppers and sort of, especially with, I mean, maybe it's with all three of those brands, but they're, they're sort of, they're not sort of, they are 
fatty in a way. Fad, like it's a fad, right? Like all birds are po- popular. They're um, they're yeah, in and, at least and, in certain and, groups. Yes, and they're they're all all three of those are, are are creatures. Like we've you know we did a podcast about all birds and untuck it and and those kinds of things two years ago, and you know those are all brands that you know have made like they've done the reverse sear of retail shopping which is going from online only to brick and mortar as opposed to going from brick and mortar to adding e-commerce to the mix and mm-hmm. so that i think you know there there's like a certain there's a certain like generational cohort of like these brands that started mm-hmm essentially between you know probably like 2009 and 2015 and so i you know if you're like hitting for the cycle in those like i can see why maybe maybe that would give you a particular level of pause but like shit am i really leaning all the way into this persona yeah i think that's definitely true um yeah i i i think that you know, with those brands, I think one of the appeal and, and um, there was a because we always reference this, but the Slate Money podcast, there was a a Bloomberg writer who wrote about Blands some some time ago, which is just these yes. these these brands that are this director consumer model, um, which which in some ways is really like Sears or the one who stuck to it, Lands End, uh, as like really good at this. But you know they're quote unquote disruptors. They they really make like one thing or a couple things. Well, Everlane was supposed to be not shoes it was supposed to be uh you know these essentials for men and women you know t-shirts i have probably 10 t-shirts from everlane warwick parker glasses it's a pretty simple thing you just have your your acetate and your lenses and you're ready to go but um i yeah i I, and just the appeal of that and the the idea that okay i need these simple things i don't need the whiz bangs that you see at, at some of these brick and mortar stores um you know, I just want that thing directly. Um, but now that they actually have, you know, that bonobos, you can go to a bonobos, for instance. I remember that was just so There was weird. one right next door. <laughs> yeah. And and I have to say. Indochino. All these stores are all in one place. Yeah. And, and the thing, the thing that, the other thing that connects the dots on all of these places and that makes them bland is not, it's, it's partially that kind of, all of these brands are, are focusing on like similar sort of genres of things. But also one thing I, I was sort of turning in my head as you mentioned all of these names, Pierce, is these are all these are all companies that like if they make some sort of apparel or shoes or something like there's a very conspicuous lack of like logo marks mm-hmm. and branding mm-hmm. and so that is another thing too where like you know the the particular every brand every brand sells a fantasy to its consumers yeah and and that's you know that is it's literally indisputable it's what marketing is it's selling a vision of something to someone and um it, so so these blands kind of like I mean, this is parroting a little bit what we talked about back in the early days of 2019. Uh, the particular fantasy that 
Allbirds of the world and the Everlanes of the world sell you is that you are somehow opting out of consumerism. And and I think, Max, what you hit head on, and I would say that one thing Everlane talks about is radical transparency and keeping costs down and working directly with these factories and put out great videos all about like where this is coming from, basically who made it, kind of like the farm-to-table movement. But then, Max, I feel, is there a certain aspect of the fantasy is broken when you see that they have made enough in profits to have a brick-and-mortar store, which well, is the, th- the thing they were fighting from the start? Yeah, it's definitely a cycle, and you've got me thinking about a bunch of things because you're, you're so right that these, you know, these brands specifically Everlane and Allbirds and probably Warby Parker to an extent, although they're less so, um, have like started off selling a very specific product online, very clean, neat way. And so they've taken that into a brick and mortar and they started off with their brick and mortar stores kind of the same way. And because they already had a brand, you go into like an Everlane and an Allbirds store don't really feel like a clothes or shoe store because they're very sparse and they only have, like you said, the things that you would expect from those brands so like Allbirds really doesn't make that many types of shoes or they didn't a few years ago when they first started opening stores so the store experience was actually kind of similar to like a mobile app like it was very streamlined it felt like you know you're going to Allbirds knowing what they sell already because they already had a brand Mm. and now they're taking that brick and mortar and they're and they're cycling into like you said they don't have logos well now all of a sudden there's a section of the Allbirds store in Boston with jackets and shirts with the giant Allbirds logo on it. And they sell underwear and socks. And so they're going to start. And same with, you go into Everlane, and Everlane is, is odd. It, it ha, It's, again, it doesn't, like, a lot of clothes stores, at least the ones I go to, are kind of cluttered, right? A lot of brick-and-mortar stores in general are cluttered. They want to sh- put a lot of stuff on the shelves. And these stores don't do that. But the Everlane, it's, it's odd. It's like you go in, and there's one shirt over there and, like, one pair of pants over there. And I don't know if everything's in the back, but it's eventually just going to be a Macy's, right? Well, yeah. yeah. So I think you're, you're catching maybe on another piece of sort of uh, cognitive dissonance about, like, what these brands are supposed to be, which is that they operate in, like, the price point of more accessible uh more accessible things like your department stores like Macy's but well so do, do Everlane and that's where I was separating Warby Parker from maybe a little more expensive they're all kind of in the middle they're in like the like affordable luxury category I mean Warby Parker glasses is what they're trying to sell Warby Parker glasses are very cheap they are in the, you know considering the general price of prescription eyewear I mean like I've I've had Warby glasses for five years now specifically because they are like some of the you know some of the cheapest like you know nice looking glasses you can get anyway these are are operating these brands are operating in sort of similar like not out of reach price points but they're they're borrowing they're borrowing like the the in-person brick and mortar retail aesthetic of like very upscale boutiques like if you go yeah. into the you know if you go into a louis vuitton store it's like four bags under glass in the whole place yeah um or like how tesla how tesla doesn't have dealerships tesla has showrooms where there's you know seven cars and you actually order the car from tesla warby parker stores you cannot walk out with a pair of glasses that day you actually 
give them your per- you know part of that is that prescription glasses take time to make because they have to be made to your mm-hmm. specifications but it's not like they're doing that in a you know in a lab in the back room they actually if you go into a warby store they will just like, pull out a tablet and log you in and you order your glasses online from them uh so that's a it's a very it's a sort of a very silly seeming process to do that um but but yeah i i think that you know I've thought about that a lot. Like, I have a pair of Allbirds. We were texting about this. Like, I don't know that I particularly love Allbirds all that much. I, part of that is that I, I got on a train where I, my first pair is the high tops. And there's just, like, limited times where I feel like I can really wear them. Uh, but, you know, that, that feeling of, you know, I'm buying in. I'm buying in to the fantasy of like opting out of buying into stuff. It's very like it, it kind of fucks with your head a little bit. Um, but you also mentioned to us, you said you mentioned Kiel's as another place you mm-hmm. went. And then when we were kind of talking about this before we started recording, you also mentioned another name, Filson. And you, you had grouped mm-hmm. those together with, Everlane and and Allbirds, but those are super different. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Filson <laughs> and Keels, respectively, were founded during the presidencies of Grover Cleveland and Millard Fillmore. Grover Cleveland is mm. a particularly <laughs> unsettling example today. I'll let you all Google and figure out why. Um, but yeah, they they are they're very different because. They, uh, you know, they're not necessarily trying to be the streamlined brands of today. I think, I don't think Kiehl's has ever been, well, I'm sure it's been not popular, but um, it's been, it's been pretty popular and understood as like a good quality brand for a while. And that's the other thing of with, um, you know, Filson quality max you expressed going in there and i have you know i'm fortunate to have an item or two from there too um they really are like quality they have pictures of almost exclusively men but some women who are you know out in really cold stuff uh you know chopping wood or near cattle or um Mm -hmm. frequently on a boat doing crazy fishing stuff and right and so they are and they really don't even need that because, like, you go in there and and you if you've heard about them, you know that like the quality is synonymous with it. And I would add also with Filson and Kiehl's, I think to an extent, um, it is a lifestyle that they are selling as opposed to Everlane and Warby Parker and Alberts. Like, this is a thing you need anyways. We're a disruptor in the industry. But we use really good ingredients or whatever, so you should trust us that we are of the quality and as good as the things that are a century old. Um, and so they, yeah, they, in some ways, I think that Allbirds and and Everlane, they are trying to <laughs> take stuff away from um, these brands that have existed for a long time. And uh, I mean, that's laudable in some ways. You know, how do you how do you put your your foot in the door? Um, we've grown to learn that there are some, some issues, but I mean, Max, you went into all of those. Do you, do you sense that, that difference and that maybe they're, they're selling you different fantasies essentially? Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think I was pairing them together because their stores appear in the same place, which is anywhere where there are basically like 
luxury stores, essentially. Mm. And popular um, But I was yuppies. also... Popular yuppie, yeah, luxury stores. I, I did just find it interesting, and maybe it's a different... A, a little aside, but, like, the Filson store is right next to an L.L. Bean store. And I think that mm. L.L. Bean is kind of similar to Filson, where they preach quality and they sell, they sell a lifestyle. If you go to the L.L. Bean headquarters in Freeport, Maine... It's like six buildings. There's a, there's a building for hunting and fishing. There's a building for home goods. And then they're all surrounded by a lake where they do fly fishing courses. And there's a Ben and Jerry's. I mean, it's a whole extravaganza, right? But the but the L.L. Bean store in the seaport, I feel like they know exactly why they're in the seaport. And they don't sell kayaks and guns. They sell, like, the Patagonia jacket or the um, L.L. Bean jackets that everyone wears and the hats and, like, dog beds. They sell exactly what the people in the seaport are probably buying from L.L. Bean. But then you go into the Filson and they've got like knives and and axes and and you know tool toolboxes and tool bags and things that they're saying, hey, you know these can be out used out in the field. And I just I don't I don't know what field they're they're talking about. Well, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean it's so so. I part of what you've described is just that LL Bean has a wide enough range of products that they I think have a a different <laughs> ability to like tailor what's in their retail stores to the area and the shopping preferences whereas filson filson kind of has one lane and their lane is did they 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 had everything in their store but there's but there's a difference between product categories and a lane and and filson's lane is we're gonna sell you stuff that you would use if you were grizzly adams and that's cool yeah like you know, it's it's a very oh, it's a really cool store. I enjoyed it a lot. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, those stores are fun as hell. Um, you know, but that's a that's a much more kind of it's a much more long standing version of the fantasy that brands sell you. Like you you Pierce, you said selling a lifestyle, and and like mm-hmm. they Filson is one hundred percent selling you an image of yourself. As a person who might plausibly chop some wood one day, yeah, and, and and so that's like I think that's a little easier to wrap your head around, and also to like to know that it's kind of silly because it's uh-huh. like it's well defined. It's such a well defined brand fantasy that it's very easy for me to be like, I'm not carrying my Filson canvas duffel bag around into the woods where I'm going to go hunt. Like I have it because it makes me feel a certain way about myself, but these are these new brands, like the fantasy, the, the proposition is a little more amorphous. It's a little fluffier and vaguer. And it's about like things like transparency and like if I wear Everlane, does, does that mean I'm a more transparent person? Like, what is what is supposed to be going on there? Like, what is the thing that I am supposed to be saying by buying and wearing this thing? And and so like, for mm-hmm. for me, like I think I have a little tougher time like getting on the same page I, with like what they're trying, what they're trying to help me say about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think ironically, it's maybe I'm totally wrong, and maybe you're allowed to just take whatever you want from it. I, I, for me, what I get from like Everlane and Allbirds is is a sense of a, a minimalism. Like you said, it's an opting out of 
it's like oh i just need i just need a pair of allbirds and an everlane sweater and then i'm I'm good i don't need to go buy 50 things at these big giant shops i'm just gonna and like but maybe that's the aesthetic that i'm drawing for because their stores Mm. are so like sparsely populated and maybe that's just because that's associated with luxury brands no, I, I think you're I think you're totally right. I, I think that like, you know like Everlane did not have a lot of options. Mm-hmm. No, they, they don't. They don't they don't have a ton of options on their on their website either. Um there there's like I I don't know if this is, is maybe this is a, a half cooked thought that I'm tossing out on the fly, but um the these modern brands are doing something you could say they're all basically following the template of what a what a successful brand that starts in 2019 or 2021 is. Like minimalism is such a prevailing aesthetic and approach among yuppies now that like it's it's almost just like if you're going to if you're trying to start a clothing company these days like the first thing you write in your notebook is minimalism but like i I don't know like i don't think this shit has any staying power like uh, no one's gonna talk in 2150 about how all birds started you know the our our venerable long-running shoe brand all birds started in the second obama term like that's not gonna happen I think that I think that's what's important here and I think about going into a Filson store and if you are, are fortunate enough to have the money to spend on some of the stuff in the Filson store um, you kind of appreciate the fantasy and going into the Filson store is an experience which you kind of got to it is an experience they have everything in there because they want you to have that feel they might offer you a beverage while you're in there because they want you to have that feel and imagine it's like well, they didn't offer me anything well you know what can i tell you um it's you know you go in there and yeah every everybody knows that you're not actually going to go out there and chop chop wood or you might once a year at christmas like just to show off or something but but you kind of it, it's kind of inspirational and in some ways it's kind of like an honest giddiness of i have this bag that can go through anything but it never will um on the other hand you know sean with these new brands i think the thing that is kind of dangerous is they they kind of sell this this smugness this this self-importance and and this um might you we feel call satis- it smarm this smarm that that you went there and oh i have i have stepped away from from the big box store or or the department store in this this gross um you know wealth or capitalism itself i'm a conscious person i am being thoughtful i am being transparent um they're 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 using less water to make this but and this is where I come to. I'm going to cite, you know, a great book I read last year called Cool Town by a UVA professor, which is actually about Athens, Georgia, and the alternative music scene. But it gets into bohemianism, this idea of like stripping away some of the foundations of society and really having different goals. When you're shopping at these stores, I think there's this idea that like, oh, I am stripping away some of society's foundations. I'm being conscious. I am having my own uh you know pillars of society but you're really just doing the same thing if you shopped at the filson store it's just 
now you you think you are making better choices, but you're still making a that is popular. I saw people at my office. I know they have it at, uh, at Seaport. I'm going to shop there. You're just part of the same thing. That's to say nothing negative of the clothes or the quality or whatever, but I think that they do a really good job of selling us something that is dishonest compared to I know what Philson and Keels are doing. I don't know if it's <clears throat> I don't know if it's dishonest necessarily any more than I know that Philson is honest. Like I I think I think you're being really... dishonest with yourself. Like you know that you're not going to go out in the woods, but you might really think that you are being a better consumer by shopping at at uh you know pick these new brands. Well, uh, yeah, that so that's that is I guess the question of like what is it that you are 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 looking for? <laughs> you know, and Max is Max is holding up uh, a tag from an Everlane thing that says in a you know, fairly I mean, it's it's in small print, but it's fairly prominent small print. But since, it's the only print right, on since, the large yeah, label. Since even the tag is minimalist, it says ethically made, and so so like and radically transparent. <laughs> sure. So like, I, yeah, I think the I think the hardest thing is it says ethical on the back too. Is that Filson? Filson is kind of straight with you and says, we're going to sell you a bag that's going to last until your grandkids are around. Mm -hmm. And they're probably right about it. Everlane is taking on a much tougher proposition, which is like, we're selling you an ethical T-shirt. That is going to make your grandkids' life better. What the fuck is an ethical T-shirt, though? (laughs) That's, that's That's the... dumb question in all of this is like what actually is an ethical t-shirt because like i think there's probably a pretty solid argument that the only truly ethical t-shirt is a t-shirt where you grow the damn cotton yourself and you harvest it and you run it through the loom and you weave it and knit it into a t-shirt like you know I, i i don't the 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 there's no ethical consumerism under capitalism argument is one that kind of your mileage may vary on how much you personally accept that as your own ideology but like it's not it's not fundamentally baseless and so it kind of undercuts this whole proposition of like we are an ethical brand yeah, and it says something that that these are the words that they're using because they're really thinking about these words, and and that's to say nothing of the people running the company. They've they've probably worked in this th- that industry for a while, and they probably see what other big companies, jeans makers do, and they're like, I don't want to use that much water, or I want to not be using sweatshops or, or, or things like that. So so there's there's value in that, and and I I respect that. But it is worth noting that they are using those words because they know that that is probably appealing to to people like us as opposed to high quality or whatever. Um, you know, it's the same as like the idea of farm to table. And I think the very first Portlandia episode that includes Jason Sudeikis is a play on that. It's like, oh, what what was the name of the chicken? Basically, that becomes that has become a marketing tool 
And I think that unfortunately that takes away from the earnestness of the message, the fact that you write it on the copy. So, so the the one one thing that I would I would maybe say in in response to that is that if if I if there's one thing that I can sort of like quote unquote sympathize with these brands about, it's mm-hmm. not, it's they are they are not the sole you know they're not the sole arbiters like they are not the singular driving forces behind these things like i you know i i think that the reason the reason that every person who is starting like a yuppie focused clothing company in 2021 is writing minimalism in giant capital letters on the first page of their notebook is because on some level they are responding to societies or or yuppie societies prevailing values at the time and minimalism has has certainly been one of the big cultural buzzwords over the last decade or so but like you know we we're at an unprecedented point in the extent to which people people expect their brands to act like people in that they expect the brands these amorphous corporate entities the, the no matter what a legal definition says these things that are not people to have human values <laughs> and and that that is a really dangerous and tricky proposition for getting something to last like you know i i made a crack about you know nobody's going to talk in in 2150 about how all birds you know all birds rose up in the second obama term like that's because it's staked to some extent on a societal value that could change, you know, really quickly. Part of the reason that Filson has been around for 130, 120 odd years and that Keels has been around for, you know, 170 years is just like, I don't I don't know. I mean I we weren't around in eighteen fifty one when Kills was starting, but I don't think that I don't think that Mr. Keel founded on anything other than I'm going to make good product. But like yeah. that's kind of not good enough anymore. It's not yeah, good I, enough I, it's not good enough if you're starting out now. That's that's yeah. the thing. For something that's already been around for a hundred years, now you've earned the badge of timeless like levi Mm -hmm. strauss ain't going anywhere anytime soon it's it's the this idea of dependability and consistency and part of the reason that they've been around for that long is because they've been around for that long like you just you get used to it there's a certain inertia and unfortunately for for things like sears is is i think you just become over leveraged and how much your space costs and like the way people are shopping has has changed but 
you know, there aren't a lot of there aren't a lot of Levi stores, but you have Levi's everywhere because they understand that. And and I think that in some ways, L. Bean is is the great example. Max is like they are able to straddle both lines. They really don't have that many stores, but it's easy to get it. It's dependable. It's at a price point that is appealing. But also you can get uh, I mean, I have uh, I was given as a gift. It's a Mark Snyder and L.O. Bean sweater. It's incredible. It's one of the favorite, one of my favorite things. But I also have just like thermal shirts from L.O. Bean because I know they're dependable. And that honestly is more the model that Everlane is getting, which is, hey, we know about the brands you love. We are we are openly copying them. Um, But we're just approaching it a little bit differently. Try to find space for us. And, you know, in that way, I don't mind the fact that Part of the way they're trying to break in is by saying, we're giving you a product that is just like the others. Maybe it's a little bit cheaper, but we're thinking about what it's going to look like in 2150 if we're making this product. And that's that's okay. So I can't blame them. It's just I need to be honest with myself about like the fact that I'm still a consumer in this. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, the, this this pod has been nothing if not a plug for just like, self-awareness and occasional reflections you know brands have to compete on whatever they can compete on and in in a world of truly global supply chains like there's only so much that you can compete on like price and materials and that sort of stuff so like you know there's a certain extent to which uh, the theater of the mind is like the logical battlefield of like what what is the experience? What is the fantasy that we're selling you? And and so like, you know, just it's just a it's just a plug to like think about stuff. That's that's the motto of this pod, isn't it? Basically, yeah. think about stuff from time to time. Maybe yeah. maybe read a <laughs> read an item or two. Yeah. Also, Todd Snyder, not Mark Snyder. I don't even know who Mark Snyder is. A, Probably a nice guy. It's a good question. Um, so any, any parting shots before we move on? Yeah. Max, have you been swayed Um, anyway? Um, I, I feel just still kind of neutral about my purchasing. I'll leave it a parting thought uh, that people can think of, which is that when you go into the Kiehl's store, um, they have like test tubes everywhere and all the people working there, uh, wear these like big lab coats as if they're like mixing chemicals in the back. Like that's what they're. They're selling you, but they're not. <laughs> but <laughs> I thought it was funny. Wow! Spoiler alert for anybody going to a Kiehl's store. Thanks. You kind of trust them more, but oh, is, is this good for my skin? <laughs> I just look, buy I everything know. from Ella Bean. I just personally, buy Bean. I personally feel really good about the fact that my, you know, Jeff didn't make my face wash in the back forty-five minutes ago. I feel really good about that, actually. <laughs> so. You know, but do, Jeff's wearing a lab coat, so do, I mean, yeah, he's do with capable. It, do with it what you will. But but you know, uh, joking aside, I, I think the, I think what I'm really saying when I say just think about stuff is like, you don't. I don't think that you have to like, twist yourself into knots quite so much over what you buy, like, because on some on some level there is no ethical consumerism under capitalism like you are a consumer and just like that's the kind of thing that's worth being conscious of 
but that doesn't mean that you have to like go into a tailspin over which gray t-shirt you're going to buy and wear. Like on, sometimes it's just not that deep. So uh, pick, pick your spots. Uh, and, and, and this is the spot that I, I'm picking for, for us to move on to Pierce's sorry. So what are you yeah. apologizing for today? Well, the other night I went to the grocery store and uh, I was going to grab a basket from from the grocery store and not a lot of people get baskets to be quite honest it's usually carts and and carts are smart right now because it's an extra barrier between you and the person in front of you uh and so someone was wiping down the baskets which i go to this grocery store all the time um usually there is a, a a sort of elderly man who wipes down the baskets and wipes down the cart and um so I go to grab the basket because I'm like, I've seen this elderly white man before wiping down the baskets. Uh, I'll just scoot in there and, and grab the basket uh, and, and you know, kind of nod appreciatively. Uh, the guy kind of looks at me and I, I kind of smile or whatever and go to grab the basket. I also think I had headphones in. Um, and the guy really looks at me. He did not work there. And he had to then go back and wipe down his basket again because he was just being safe. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes <laughs> it's it's the end of a day on a Friday and you're kind of out of it and you're, you're listening to headphones and you just kind of want to, like a drone, go in, get your stuff from the grocery store. So I was in that moment and it took me and I kind of recognized, oh, uh, you know, in the A, B, A being S, B being no, B, do not grab the basket. No, no, no. And and so I recognized that and waited a moment and stood there awkwardly and then got a basket after this guy went back over the the handles. And I'm like and just it did not occur to me. I was like, oh, that was another shopper, another consumer, and I should go apologize to this person. But then they had disappeared. So I mean, just even in these these moments, especially right now, in these moments of like venturing outside and you just want to get it done and you're trying you have blinders on trying to ignore all these factors (laughs) pause just a moment and think about do i know that that person works here and i'm sorry for assuming that that person worked there um i I, i'll probably never see him again but i would absolutely apologize (laughs) i'm so sorry incredible that that's that's a really I felt good one. so I felt so bad for the rest of the evening. That's I that's one of your best ones yet. I that's God. <laughs> I mean a, any anybody can do that. Whereas you know some some of the stuff it's like salting your stock. No one should really be making stock, but anybody can grab a basket accidentally. Yeah, you un, unknowingly asserted your dominance over this other person. <laughs> Survival of the fit, only the strong survive. Oh, okay. Well, uh, we'll close the show with a big idea for pop culture. Uh, and there's, you know, we're recording this on, on Wednesday. There's pretty much nothing bigger happening in American culture today than the fact that it was a, a presidential inauguration. Um, and, and one of the things that a, a transfer of presidential power carries with it is an inevitable flurry of pardons and uh, so so last or like overnight basically the white house put out this big list of the 
you know, 140 or so people to whom Donald Trump granted some sort of clemency on his way out of office, whether it be commuting their sentence, whether it be a, a pardon. Um, and the, the list was a strange one, uh, oddly full of uh, rappers, which was weird. Uh, Lil Wayne was pardoned for a, a gun violation. Uh, and, and the, you know, this press, essentially press release has, you know, blurbs about each person who's, who's getting clemency. And, and often they, they mention kind of who, uh, who advocated for that person to be pardoned or have their sentence commuted and whatever. And the, <laughs> The, the people who pushed for Mr. Wayne's pardon, as they put it, uh, were Deion Sanders and the CEO of the liquor distributor that sells Ace of Spades champagne. <laughs> but I, I, was not, uh, I was not so concerned with the list of the people who were actually pardoned as I was by a particularly fascinating uh kind of joking riff on on a pardon which is somebody photoshopped that uh that doc and and put it on on twitter in an attempt to make it look as though uh trump had issued a preemptive blanket pardon to john rocker the former (laughs) the former major league pitcher who was just a real dick uh, a really aggressive dick um, but what what stopped me cold and actually even though I knew immediately that it was fake what sent me back to the real list to do a little control F search <laughs> to make sure like 100% sure it was fake was that the people who were advocating for, for Rocker's pardon for quote not having done anything at all were uh, Elijah Dukes, Milton Bradley, and Ugwith Abrina. Now, you may not know who any of those names are, but those are all also former <laughs> baseball players. Elijah Dukes uh, apparently has been arrested several times for many different things. Milton Bradley... Uh, was a player who was known arguably more for his uh, record of domestic violence than his record as a baseball player. And Ugo Thurbina is a man who served seven years in a Venezuelan prison for attempted murder. Which I recalled enough to look him up and find that they, uh, that that crime is, is described as threatening five farm workers with a machete and attempting to pour gasoline on them. Uh, so, uh, just the, the world's a weird place. Um, but that's just like something about it tickled me. I just like, I saw all of those names (laughs) and I didn't know who Elijah Dukes was, but I immediately saw (laughs) Milton Bradley and Ugo Thurbina. I was like, huh, somebody, Somebody's going, you know, is going to the well here and, and has some good, good deep cuts of horrible baseball people. 
Yeah. Yeah, well, look, here's hoping we dwell less in terrible and cringy funny over the next period of time. I, I would I would greatly appreciate that. Uh, a return a return to sincerity would be nice. I don't think we're going to get it because we can't have nice things in this world. So, you know. Um, but but we, we should all be more hopeful than, than me, a noted cynical bastard. So uh, hopefully you have a, a delightful 2021 and into the future. Uh, that is the end of this show. You can find us at our home of the web, www.prettyokpod.com. You can also find some writings there. We haven't had anything in a while, but uh, Pierce has, has, has done a thing that I will... I swear I will get around to editing shortly. <laughs> um, so so you can you can find that at prettyokpod.com as well as every episode of the show with show notes, uh, any relevant links, the music we used. Uh, you can also subscribe to the pod on your podcast app of choice. Uh, if you do that, you'll get our episodes every week delivered straight to your devices without having to go looking for us. Uh, if you do that... Please do us a favor, leave a rating, review, comment, that sort of thing. Or just tell a friend about the show. We'd love to share with them as well. We'll be back next week to talk about something else. Until then, I'm Sean. I'm here. I'm Max. Thanks for listening. Bye.